Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Groups representing childcare providers say their members need guidance around how the sector will operate ahead of their rescheduled opening at the end of June. And yesterday it emerged there will be a reduction in the number of childcare providers that can take care of and it's ex- or, or can, can take care of and it's also expected that children will be replaced in small groups to limit contact. Now I believe they're going to be calling them hubs and there'll be four children in each hub looked after by one childcare worker. Parents might have to wait in their cars or a designated point while a childcare professional collects their child and brings them into the creche under the plans examined by the government. Um, but the creche workers uh, are are not pleased with these because they don't think they're ready for these kind of restrictions or these kind of alternative schedules. And to talk to you a bit more about it is Elaine Dunn-Murphy, who's from the Federation of Early Child Care Providers. Good afternoon once again. Nice to talk to you again, Elaine. Oh, sorry, Elaine. There you go. Are you there? Yeah. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, Elaine, um, what is the problem? I mean, I know there was, a, obviously, there was plans last month to try and get people back to work in childcare. That didn't work out too well. Now we've got more plans. And again, I watched NRT News um, and last night where they were saying this just isn't workable. Is it workable? Um, no. No. I don't think so. For sustainability and everything and for parents, you've got to remember you've got frontline parents going back to work. You've got essential parents going back to work. And if you're only going to be taking in four children, how are we going to manage to take in and help the country to come back up, you know, with the numbers they're giving us? One is to four. So firstly, you're not going to have enough staff to cover it. Um, so say you have a dream where you would have 16 children normally in it. Yeah. So you're only now allowed to put one person in there with four children. So why can we not one person in there with eight children instead of 16. So you're still helping the parents. I just can't see how one is to four is going to help parents get back out to work. You're, you're, you know, because you're going to need twice the amount of staff. Oh, we can't even get staff in the sector. No. You know, we, we so, uh, but that, like, Of course, that's going to increase the cost of childcare as well. Which... Yeah. I mean, like one of the things, you know, I, I mean, there's, you know, there's SNAs out there. Maybe they can deploy them into the childcare sector to help us um, to staff for our services. But we certainly won't be able to staff them. And the other thing that's coming out is a lot of staff are not coming back to work because they're nervous and they're afraid. Um, a lot of parents are saying that they're unsure whether they want to put their children back into the, the school, into the sector on the 29th of June. I mean, you've got to remember, people are nervous, they're, they're anxious. You know, you're, you're pushing Yes, they want reassurance them. because, they uh, want and reassurance. I, I, mind you, yeah. you know, what we do should be doing, Elaine, is looking more into the evidence that we've seen over the last two weeks from the WHO and from other countries around the world where children now, according to scientists and experts, are not the super carriers that we thought they were, the little social pariahs and vermin that we thought we were, they were at the start. And well, now, in fact, in fact, they don't carry it any more than anybody else. In fact, probably less. So in saying that, maybe we should be trying to look more into that kind of evidence. And Well, I, I think I, I, that's where I would like them to go and look. You know, at the moment, they're, they're saying to us that they're going to let us basically take in 25% of our children back into our services. So we're down 75% of our children coming back. So who's going to cover that cost? You know, how are we going to sustain businesses on that? I mean, we've talked about sustainability now for how long? I mean, two, two and a half months. And we've been given absolutely nothing except for the wage um, scheme. 
Um, you know, well, we, so, we, we had you on at the time talking about that. Obviously, you were out of the protests at the time, that, which actually yeah. seems like years ago, but it was only actually a few I months know. ago. <laughs> Everything seems like years you ago. Know, but I mean, the idea, and I watched the news last night, that you would put four children in a pod. Now, those four, four children don't have to socially distance, but they do have to socially distance from the other pods and the other children. I mean, really, are we going to be able to get five-year-olds not to go and give each other a hug as they're coming in the door and all this kind of... I mean, that's, it's just it's just not sustainable at all, Elaine, is it? No, uh, no, it isn't. Um, like you're going to so say you have a big room say you're, you're a service that has 22 children in a room together ECC and then you do after schools okay so you're going to break up your room so which is going to cost us money so we're going to have to put partitions partitions in, temporary in. Partitions in. it's almost so like this is almost like I'm sorry to say this but it's almost like child abuse <laughs> yeah. absolutely so that's going to cost thousands then they're saying that you can use your outside play area more. Okay, so we all, most of us would have outside play areas, but not all. Some services are in community centres and they may have rooms upstairs. Okay, and they, they may be And how many kids are allowed in the outside play Are the kids allowed to run around in the outside play area, the little five-year-olds, and, you know, and be with each other? Or is it going to be like that picture I've seen of Austria during the week where oh, the kids in the playground they, 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 they are in circles? Off. Yeah, so they're in, they're, they have, they're chalked into a little box. Yeah. I mean... How is that going to work? No, I mean, it's not no. going to I don't want that to work. That's not a nice thing to do to a child. No, not at all. And it's not right for the child to be put into that no. kind of situation either. You know, the children have rights here as well. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, what is in the best interest of the child? Like, why, in every single thing we're hearing, nothing has been said about what is in the best interest of the child. It's what almost like we're treating parents- children as an inconvenience in this whole um, you know, this scheduling of back to school and back to creches. And it's it's almost like we're treating children as some sort of inconvenience in society at the moment. And they're just as important as the 70-year-olds and everybody else. So we should be treating them because they've got their whole future ahead of them. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if you look around over the last kind of eight to ten weeks, I've seen very few children um, out and about at all, you know. And they've been so brave and they've stayed indoors with their parents. and They've done everything that they've been told. But we need to give them that little bit of freedom now. These children need to come back into the services with some kind of normality within that service. So to break us down and say it's one to four. So I would need, instead of having 13 staff, I'd probably need 25 or 30 staff to go in and do what is needed to be done. And I'm not a big service by any means. I have a full daycare service with 50 children, you know. So it, I just can't see how it's going no, to I work. No, it's and, not workable. So what, so what is workable in your mind? Because I've only got well, a minute left. What, what do you believe? I mean, firstly, you don't believe it's going to happen before September as far as you're concerned. I don't think um, you Well, do. I believe it was announced this morning that it is definitely, we are definitely opening on the 29th of June. But okay. one of the things I will say to you is... And by the way, they are prioritising healthcare workers, which, by the way, statistically makes little sense to prioritise. And I don't mean that in a bad way to the healthcare workers because, of course, we applaud everything they do. But statistically, they would be, there would be more chance of a child of a healthcare worker uh, probably having uh, a virus than anybody other child because they're in contact with people in hospitals all the time. But that's a whole other argument. But that's in, another argument. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but, but, so. in, but in saying that, so, I mean, what would you like to see happen in June? Would you like to see just going back to the way it was? I would like it to go back to normal. But whether that's going to happen or not, I don't know. Even if we went back in with 50%, and then the government taking helping us to sustain the business with the other fifty percent to start off with. Well, then you'd have to extend all your time. premises. You'd have to extend your premises. And, and well, no, I, I suppose start in maybe with fifty percent and then see how it goes. But yeah, okay, I get you, I get you. Somebody has to sustain our businesses. We cannot do this. We have no money. You know, like give us. Well, well you heard Pascal yesterday, didn't you? You heard Pascal yesterday. If your business is inviable, he won't be supporting you. Well, 
There you go. But they did support the private hospitals, didn't yeah. they? So in other words, they closed <laughs> us all down. They're telling us what to do now. They're, they're restricting capacity, but they're not willing to help you if you can't make it work. And I will say it again, but they did sustain private hospitals. Well, absolutely. Why not? not why Pri- private hospitals, which are actually empty, Elaine, by the way. Private absolutely. Ha- yep. I listen- live beside one and I can see it, so yeah. All right, listen, Elaine, thank you very much indeed, and I wish you the best of luck. And if you need to talk about it thank again, you. please don't hesitate to call us because we're on your side. I will indeed. Thank right. you so much. Bye. All right, there you go. Elaine Dunn-Murphy from the Federation of Early Child Care Providers, because it's in everybody's interest to get back to work again that we get their children looked after. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.